Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you give it up to give it up for Gwendy? And also all of our teams. And uh, I want to welcome you to 2022. A uh, little bit of a secret. I love what I get to do. And the opportunity to encourage or, and in, hopefully inspire any group of people of any size is one of my greatest, greatest joys. Do you mind if we pray just to open uh, this time and this year? Jesus, we, we thank you for what you're going to do. And we pray that the words that are spoken would help to shift us and move us in our spirits, in our minds, in our beings, into everything that you have for us this year. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, this message, we're starting this new series called Simplify. And this message is for anyone who wants to see a substantial difference or substantial change in their life in this year. And maybe you've thought about it. Maybe you've come to a place where you've said, look, I, I don't want to go back or I can't go back. Or maybe you've not thought about it. Maybe you've got a very clear plan, very clear set of goals. Or maybe you've just got this rough sense or this rough idea that some things in in your life need to change and some things need to be different. And so that is the purpose of this message is for anybody who wants to see change in a substantial way this year in 2022. Now, here's what we're saying is that we need more than a change in the calendar, more than a change in the dates to see a change in our lives. Just because the the year has clicked over from 2020 to 2021, now 2022, just because we've gone into this new season, obviously at this time, a lot of people are filled with optimism. They're filled with a little bit more hope. Hopefully you've had a chance to have some rest and you're revitalized in some way. Maybe you are, maybe you are not. But this is for people who say, okay, it's good that the calendar year has changed. It's good that that we're in a new year, but I want to see some change in my life. And what we're going to be talking about is in this journey starting in 2022, is that what we carry determines how far and how fast we go. And the feeling that we have when we travel. What we carry determines how far and fast we go and the feeling that we have when we travel. It was 2016 and our family went on a trip to New Zealand. And at that time we had uh, our kids were seven, four and nine months old. Okay, so we're jumping on a plane. It's about three or four hours. I don't know if any of you can remember maybe a current experience or previous experience traveling with kids. Now, 
In this particular occasion, we had 16 bags. I've got a list of what we took with us. 16 bits of of luggage. We had three car seats. We had five carry-ons. We had a nappy bag. We had a porticot, a pram. We had a mountain bike. And we had five suitcases with bike gear, winter snow jackets, and about a million of those little button-up baby outfits. Because who knows, in that kind of stage, you can go through like six, seven, eight, nine, ten of those little outfits in a day. And so there we were. And I want to tell you that we weren't going very far and we weren't going very fast. And the feeling that we had was not amazing. One of the reasons why we hired one of these Uh, I hired a Ford Ranger. It was a cool car to drive with one of those kind of hard lids at the back over the tray. You know what I'm picking up, what I'm putting down? So the problem was we had so many bags that I couldn't get it to close. And so we're there, give you this picture of how we were feeling in a car park at the rental car in a light drizzle with three kids Seven, four, and nine months. And it was not a vibe. We were not having a good time. And so let me tell you why we got into this situation by sharing from a movie that I saw this year. So I watch a lot of kids' movies. We have kids. One of the movies that I watched is a Disney movie called Jungle Cruise. Has anyone seen this movie? Okay. So Jungle Cruise, it is a movie that is based on a ride at Disneyland. So if that gives you a sense of the complexity of the plot and how well it's orchestrated, it's this movie about uh, these people that are going into the jungle to look for treasure on this small boat. And so there's this uh, character in the movie, he's a guy, and his name is... McGregor Houghton, played by the actor Jack Whitehall. And so he's coming onto this small boat. They're just about to go into the jungle. And he's got about 10 bags, like suitcases that are like bigger than this. And he's trying to load them up. He's got all these servants bringing them down. And the the captain of the boat is played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, okay? And he says to this character... He says, the jungle doesn't care what you wear. And McGregor, his response is, I can assure you that every one of these bags are essential and necessary for my survival. So that's what he said. Now, going back to New Zealand, every one of those things that we had packed were necessary in some way. Now, there may have been some discussion between my wife and I whether my mountain bike in quite a large box was necessary, but it was necessary for my enjoyment because I didn't want to go all the way to mountain bike paradise without taking my bike and having an opportunity to ride. And so we were like, well, this is, this is necessary because we're going to be in the snow and we're going to be riding the bike, and we've got kids, and they're going to need somewhere to sleep, and Portacot, they're going to need a pram. 
And so we were in this position because we had deemed all of the things necessary for our trip. When it comes to 2022, here's what I want to say. How far, how fast we go and the feeling that we have will depend on what we carry with us. And here's what I want to say. Not everything that we think is necessary or is essential should go with us. Let's talk about you. Maybe you've reflected on this. Maybe you haven't. This is the time that we're going to think about this together. What is it that you would say, I would like for this not to come with me, but I feel that I have to take it with me? I feel that's essential. You might have a list of things. You might say this painful memory, this traumatic experience of the past. You might say this, these feelings that I carry, this thing that I can't shake, my current situation. And you're like, I want to go forward, but this is necessary. And when we think it's necessary or essential, we began to think that we are powerless to move forward into life in the way that God has called us. See, it doesn't matter how much energy you have. If you're carrying all these baggage, if you're loaded up with all these different things and all this different baggage, you're going to be slowed down. So just say that Usain Bolt, everyone know who Usain Bolt is, one of the greatest athlete sprinters of all time, multiple gold medal winner, world record holder. Just say that he and I had a race, all right? And I don't enjoy running, okay? I don't like running. I prefer not to. I will run if something is chasing me. Um, but just say we had this race. Now, it doesn't matter how fast he is, if he is loaded up with too much baggage, if he has suitcases and I am running free, I am going to beat him. So it doesn't matter how powerful you are, how much ambition you have in a good way, how much goals, how much vision you have in your life. If you are loaded up with stuff that you are not supposed to carry, you are not going to get very far. You're not going to go very fast and you're not going to have a good feeling. You're going to hate the journey. Probably you're going to hate the people around you because you haven't addressed what you are carrying and taking with you. There's a scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, and this is what we're going to be looking at. And this scripture is an encouragement and a reminder that every person has one life to live and they are called to live that life to the glory of God, a life of faith. And not only that, that heaven is wanting you to win in life. Heaven is wanting you to walk freely. Heaven is wanting you to travel lightly. And so here's what it says. It says, Hebrews 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, this is heaven, 
those that have gone before us. It says, let us strip off every weight. Everybody say every weight. That slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run the race, run with endurance, the race that God has set before us. This is another way of saying that God has a plan and purpose for each and every one of your life. And I want to remind you of that because that is the starting point. The starting point is God's plan, God's good desires for my life. And what can slow us is one that we don't even think that we're in a race or know that we're in a race or know what God's purposes are for us. And the other is that this race will get slowed down, tripped up and will stumble because we are carrying things that we are not called to carry. What are you carrying today? What is the Holy Spirit starting to speak to you about in this moment that you know that you should? carrying maybe you don't know that it's even possible to get rid of it but what are you carrying and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to people in different ways and remind them and he's going to whisper in your ear and say hey that's not for you that's not this is this one's not supposed to make the journey this one's not supposed to go with you in 2022 My passion in this moment, my desire in this moment is that you and me and we and those that are listening online, those that couldn't be here for whatever reason, is that we travel lightly and we walk freely. Isn't that your passion for yourself? Isn't that the passion for the people that you love, the people in this room? You know, sometimes it's harder to see what you're carrying yourself and easier to see what others are carrying. Maybe that's a a place that we can start. You could start with a trusted friend and say, hey, can you see something that I'm carrying that I shouldn't? But what if our hearts were so connected with the idea of seeing us walk freely? What if we just had this desire to say, hey, I want to see everyone get to where God wants them to be and get there with a great feeling, loving life, enjoying life, going far, going fast, going beyond what you, you, you connect with someone and, and you, you talk about this moment and you say, look, I can't believe where God has taken you in these last couple of years because of how he freed you. And how you were able to give what you were carrying, the things that you weren't called to carry. And you had the strength, but you were using that strength to carry burdens instead of heading far and fast in the way that God had called you. This is our heart's desire, that everybody would walk freely. That you would walk freely, that you would be free from the things that you know are holding you back and weighing you down. So today, we're going to talk about three things from this passage that will stop us, that will weigh us down from going as far and as fast as what God wants us to do. And in Hebrews 12, it says, let us strip off every weight 
that slows us down, especially the sin. So it's sin, but it's more than sin. And so easily trips us up. And it also talks about how Jesus disregarded shame. And so those three things are sin, stuff, and shame. These are three key things that will limit you, that this passage is saying will limit you from getting as far and as fast as to your destination and will ensure that the feeling that you have is a feeling of life and of faith and of progress. And in this passage, we are McGregor Houghton. We are the ones that say, everything that I have is necessary. Everything that I have is essential. I mean, I would, but I, I'm convinced that everything that I was carried, because if I wasn't convinced, it would already be gone, right? And so this is what the passage is saying. And there is a captain. He is the rock, Jesus the rock, not Dwayne the rock, Jesus the rock. And this captain is saying, you don't need all that stuff to get where you're going. In fact, it's going to limit you and it's going to limit others. So the first thing is sin. In this passage, sin is defined in its effect. Sin is what is going to trip you up. So here's a question. What do you know about yourself? What are you doing that is tripping you up and destroying your relationship with God? What are things that are going on that you know you're not proud of? Maybe you, you don't feel like you have power to stop them. Maybe you're convinced that they're essential to your enjoyment. They're essential to your pleasure. They're essential to your functioning. But what things are going on that are destroying the love that you have for God? Because how can we define our relationship as Christians with Jesus? Is Do you love Jesus more than you did yesterday? And what's stopping you from doing that? And that's a good place to start. There's no condemnation here, but there is a conviction that you can be free and that this stuff is non-essential. Sin convinces you that you have to keep playing its game in order to survive, in order to get what you think you need. There's a deception, often a self-deception in all of us, not pointing the finger, and God wants us to be free from it. What is it for you? Maybe it could be envy, jealousy, pride, laziness, anything, lust, pornography. God wants you to be free from it in order that you can walk freely, you can go far, you can go fast, and you can enjoy the journey, the feeling that you have is joy. That's the first thing. The second thing is that not everything that trips us up is sin. It's stuff. So I've got some things in my life that I need to deal with that is not sin, but it just limits me from going far and fast and enjoying the journey. Often for us, it's fear. I would say one of the things is fear. Fear is what limits us and Fear is what, this is one of the ways I describe fear. Fear causes us to drive forward in reverse. Do you know what I mean? So just say, okay, it's time, everyone, it's time to go home. And we're going to jump in our cars. How I want you to get home is I want you to get home by reversing on the main road, on Gympie Road. 
navigating forward using the rear view mirror. That's what fear wants you to do. Because fear wants you to process everything of your past, everything of your future through the lens of your past. And, you, and you're going to say to yourself, I, I was hurt then. I am never going to do that again. I'm never going to trust again. I'm never going to trust this person or I'm never going to put myself in this type of environment because I've been hurt. And that's what fear will do. It'll, it'll make you navigate your future through the lens of your past. And that will stop you. That will limit you. That will slow you down. There's a whole bunch of things. And, and really what I'm saying is to get to a place where through talking with trusted people and opening yourself up in prayer, that you could say, have this conversation, God, I don't want anything in my life that limits my journey. I don't want anything in my life that stops me from going as far and as fast as what you want and having the feeling that you want for me to go in that journey. This is what it's about. You know, all kinds of things can stop us. Failure can stop us. Fear of failure. Success can stop us. Who knows that uh, getting to the top is one thing, but staying at the top is another thing. And success, anything, you name it, it can limit you. And the idea is for us not to be so nervous about life, but it's in the light of day to present ourselves to God and say, God, I want to run this race. I want to go as far and as fast as what you want. And I want to have the feeling that you want me to have. The last one is this. The last one is shame. And it's really important that when we talk about shame, we make a contrast between guilt and shame. Here's what guilt will tell you. I have done something bad. That's an action. But shame will say, I am bad. And that's an identity. And in this passage... It said the work of Jesus is to destroy shame. Here's what modern psychology is saying about shame and the damaging power of shame. Some of you may have heard of uh, Brene Brown, very well-known uh, author, speaker, one of the most uh, watched TED Talks. And so she is a doctor and a researcher. And here's what she says about shame. She says, based on my research and the research of other shame researchers, I believe there is a profound difference between shame and guilt. Sorry, just blank that one for a second. I'm reading something different. Listen to this. I believe that guilt is adaptive and helpful. It's holding something we've done or failed to do up against our values and feeling psychological discomfort. So it's saying guilt is going to give us some guardrails. All right, so if I, if I go over to Matt, I punch him in the, in the face. I'm not going to do this, all right, those listening. No, no people were harmed during the making of this message. If I do that, I should feel bad about that. And that action of guilt should motivate me to make a change, to, to look at myself, right? But shame is different. She says, I define shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing, listen, and some of you are doing this and there's freedom coming for you, believing that we are flawed, 
and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. This is a message that this is not God's plan for you. That your actions do not make you unworthy of love or connection or belonging or value. She says, I don't believe shame is helpful or productive. In fact, I think shame is much more likely to be the source of destructive, hurtful behavior than a solution or cure. And I think the fear of disconnection can make us dangerous. Shame is not our friend. And there are things that we have the potential to carry with us into 2022 that God has never intended us to be. He has never intended for us. Here's what I want to say. I want you to give you an opportunity. What would it be like for you to travel into this year a little bit lighter? What, how, how would you feel? Just dream with me for a moment. To go into the new year a little bit lighter. Maybe there's something that God's already spoken to you about being released from a bag that you're saying, hey, this, this thing is, that's not going. That's not going with me. But what would it look like? What would it feel like? Because we know not only what it feels like, but what it produces in our life, in our family, in our workplace, when we're stressed, when we're fearful, when we're anxious, when we're unhealthy in mind and body and spirit. What is it? What would life look like? What if as a church, we were known as a church of people, a place where people can find freedom and navigate life lightly? That we were known as a people who run the race, who fulfill God's purpose. We go far and fast and we enjoy ourselves. We have a great feeling and people are like, hey, they look pretty normal, but how come they're going far and further and faster than other people? How come they seem to be enjoying life? Well, the answer is that we made a decision. We partnered with God around what we wanted to carry. Right now, in this moment, uh, we've got some communion cups underneath your seat. And uh, if you don't have one up the back, we will um, just put up your hand and someone will, will do that. Can we grab some of those from that, that row there? Put them up the back. Do you know that the first step is to identify what you're not supposed to carry? And so in this moment, as we head into this time of communion, what I want each and every one of you to do, I'm inviting you to do, is to name one thing that you don't want to carry with you into this year. Maybe it's a regret. Maybe it's a feeling. Maybe it's a traumatic memory. Maybe it's a disappointment. Maybe it's an expectation of others. 
What is it? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to name it. I want you to say it out loud, not like in your breath, but I want you to actually vocalize or verbalize what it is. This is step one to freedom. It's all well and good to say, hey, sin and shame and stuff can hold us back. But then after we name it, this is a moment of transforming power. And that's what makes this community different from a group of people is because we have the risen Jesus that, as this song said, these burdens, the first song that we sang, it says, come and lay your burdens at the foot of the cross. Come and lay your sin. The areas that you want to change but you feel powerless Just say, hey, God, I I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Those that are saying, hey, I want to feel differently about myself, but I don't don't think that I'm I'm worthy of love or connection. The shame that you carry, the things that you do that you're not proud of, to name those and to leave them at the foot of the cross. So let me give you a moment. You've got these things. Hopefully you know that there's two layers and they're a little bit complicated to open. But what I want you to do, I'm going to give you a couple of seconds. I want you to partner with the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to leave behind? In this moment, I'm not asking you if you've got a plan. All right? I'm not asking you if if you think that's even possible. I'm just saying, if I could, I would. If I could snap my fingers, I would. I'd leave that memory behind. I'd leave that regret. I'd leave that pain that I feel. I'd leave that experience. So what is it for you? Take a moment. Take a moment. Holy Spirit, across this room, begin to release your power and fill hearts and minds with your love. When you've got that, I want you to just very quietly, so no one can hear, but just verbally speak that out, what it is you want to leave behind. Thank you, Lord. Once you've done that, I invite you to take the bread and the cup. It's a reminder that the sacrifice of Jesus is is and was as real as this broken bread and this cup. That the power of the cross is real and tangible. And so when you've done that, just say, hey, Hey, God, I don't know exactly how this is going to work, how you're going to choose to do it, what the timeline is, but I give this to you and I invite your power to be at work in my life. Why don't you take 
that bread and that cup. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm going to pray and then we're going to hang out together, share some food together. But particularly, just after you've taken that bread, I'm going to ask everyone to, to bow their head and close their eyes. And right now in this moment, if you feel like God is speaking to you about something that is significant, that you want to be free from, I'm not going to ask you to share what that is, but I want to pray for you specifically in this moment. In this moment, I feel like God is, is, uh, wants to set some people free from addiction, drug addiction, particularly marijuana. I feel like God is setting some people free from shame and the shame that you feel has been a wall for you receiving love. And lots of people are giving you love, but you don't think you're worthy. So you have no container for that love. You have no place to capture that love. And so who is that? Who would just, uh, in this moment, this last couple of minutes, would just put up their hand and say, hey, God's speaking to me about something significant. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now. Right now. Come on, just join your faith with me. We're going to believe that God will... We'll do something significant right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just we honor you. We just thank you that your Holy Spirit is at work. You're a powerful God. You're not a passive God. You're not impersonal. You're loving. You meet us where we're at because you love us. Your desire is to heal, to set free. You're not holding anything back from us. And so, God, we just honor you. We pray that the work that you've started would be continued this week in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.